What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend Phil Vecchio and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 17 of Family Ties. This episode was titled Engine Trouble and it originally aired on February 6th, 1986. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host Keith. Hey Phil, how you doing? Good, how are you? I am most excellent, sir, and I feel uh, like I could work on an engine now. Yeah, I learned a lot. I, I'm, i wow, I've got a lot to unpack with this episode. This is pretty spectacular. <laughs> right? Well, it's a good thing that uh, you saw it right before you go on a car road trip. That's right. Yeah, although <laughs> if we get, like, a hybrid like we did last time, I don't know how many of these tips will, like, apply no, no, I'm pretty sure none of them because most cars have so many electronics now that yeah, yeah. you're out of luck. I'd be better off being a hacker than an auto mechanic. I think at this point, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so, and you'll get better gas mileage too. You know, that's right. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful episode. This was great. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of the faves were in it. Yep, a lot of laughs. It's good stuff. Yeah, it was great. We got to meet a new character. Can't wait till we, we get did. to guest stars to find out if uh, our new friend is going to continue oh. to be on the show. Well, we will find that out in guest stars. We're going to get to a summary of the episode in a moment. But just real quick before we get into it, we've got a small bit of business to attend to. In fact, just recently, uh, a friend of mine who listens to the show, Jeff, sent me a message. I think he did it through Facebook or maybe he texted me. I can't remember. But it was uh, Scott Valentine's birthday recently, who plays, of course, Nick. And so he sent me a little thing from, I don't know, so one of the you know 80s groups or something like that. And I posted that in the Facebook page. So if you guys find stuff like that, if it's someone's birthday or a fun thing from the 80s or whatever, you can post it there directly yourself or send it to us on Facebook and we'll post it there. Yeah, and happy birthday, Scott Valentine. Happy birthday, Scott. Let us know when you want to come on the show. We'd love to have you. And if we need to uh, convene over the summer, then we will definitely find a way to make that work as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. We'll make it happen. So, oh, 100%. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, Scott, or any of our other dear listeners who wants to write to us, you can always get a hold of us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Well done, Phil. That's a lot, a lot of things to say, and that's uh, good old business. Sha-la-la-la. Well, I think we should get straight into it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we open in the kitchen with Mallory, Jen, and Andy. And I feel like we haven't seen Andy as much as we've seen Nick and Ellen and Skippy and everybody else. So hard to believe that they have a baby. But uh, <laughs> He is around occasionally. Yeah, exactly. He was there and they were going to feed him. So there was a lot of stewed options, stewed vegetables. I think there's even a stewed fruit. Stewed and prunes then, and figs. Ooh, the figs could be pretty good. Yeah, never hmm. tried stewing them though. No, no. What? But then the other option was ice cream, so that was clearly going to be the winner. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen comes in and he's kind of flush and he's sick, but he says he's not. And the girls are like, "No, Dad, you're sick. You know, you need to go get some rest." And 
So he finally, you know, kind of walks out and then Alex comes in and he's yelling at his mom because they had to walk home because the car broke down. And he was talking about how fast Elise walked. <laughs> and it's kind of a funny joke because he is a little bit shorter than she is. <laughs> but uh, one of the funniest things that he said is, you know, at the speed you walk, you know, you couldn't hear me because of the jet stream you created <laughs> behind you. <laughs> well, Elise does have that killer instinct, you know. She does. She does. You know, he's lucky she didn't take him down. (laughs) So they talk about getting the car fixed, and Steven walks in, and he says, no, 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 I can fix the car. You know, it's no problem. And so they kind of have a discussion about, you know, who fixes the car, men and women. Alex, of course, thinks that that's a man's job, and women wouldn't be very good at it. And Elise, you know, clearly uh, is going to argue with him on that because she believes that, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. It's not a big deal. So... You know, Stephen makes a great suggestion and says, hey, there's a a class over at the community college. Why don't you guys take that? And, you know, you guys can both learn about cars and how to fix it. And so they decide that they're going to do that. And for Alex, it becomes a competition. It's going to be a competition where he grinds his mom into the ground and takes, (laughs) you know, first place. Which is funny because he has shown very little aptitude for fixing a car Thus far. <laughs> Anything mechanical, he's he's out. <laughs> so we flash forward to the next scene and we see the teacher, which I recognized him. And I'm going to say that he's the one character and he's not. He's always every other character that I don't say. But it's that guy. Well, at guest stars, we'll find out for sure. But who do you think it is? <sighs> I always say it's the wrong one. He was the guy that came in to be the nanny that time. And he had a... a Rap sheet. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 All right. We'll, we'll check it at guest stars, but that's a good prediction there. Okay. All right. So they show up to the class. The teacher's there. He's uh, kind of just going over some of the parts of the engine. You know, he gives Alex an opportunity. Alex, of course, doesn't know. So then Elise actually jumps in, and she starts getting them right. And so pretty soon uh, the teacher says, hey, Alex, I got a big special project for you. Flips him a quarter and says, why don't you go give me a cup of coffee down the hall? And, you know, he gives the coffee machine its Latin name so Alex will know how to find it because Alex had (laughs) talked about car parts being, you know, Latin names and whatnot. So earlier in the episode. So Alex clearly finds out that he's not going to be the winner on this one. And he learns it pretty early on because Elise has a natural aptitude for this. I wonder if that's because she's an architect. I mean, she would have technical know-how. It's clearly the way her brain works, so you makes sense. You definitely think that. Back at home, Stephen is sick. He's got a temperature of 102. Mallory makes him some delicious-looking soup, and, you know, it's a little bit thick. And Stephen goes, oh, you know, did, how much water did you put in? And uh, <laughs> Mallory forgot to add the water. And she goes, water? <laughs> oh, that look was perfect. Though. That was great. Alex and Elise come in, and Alex got hurt, and so they were talking about how he got hurt, and Rusty Jack, and Elise goes, yeah, but you were just taking it out of the car. You weren't even using it yet. (laughs) So just a continuation on of Alex's lack of skills when it comes to repairing anything. (laughs) Right. Uh, We move forward to their final. So Alex is kind of showing Skippy how to put together a starter motor. And he starts, and then he flips it, and everything falls right back out again because he hasn't done it properly. And then that's when he finds out when the girls come downstairs that Elise had already done. It took her about five or ten minutes, and she had it done, you know, and it's just sitting there in the in the kitchen waiting to go to school the next day so they could turn it in, and then the teacher checks the project kind of thing. So Alex is kind of freaked out. 
Elise walks in. Nick shows up and he brings his friend Cleet. That's our <laughs> new friend Cleet. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> Cleet. It's kind of funny because he, he was like, you know, Nick says that uh, you worked on his bike and made it work and my car's having some troubles. And I'm getting really mad at it. And everybody's like, kind of looks like, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so Elisa asks him what the car's doing. She kind of diagnoses it right there. And then they go out. They work on it. They come back in. You know, she's got the, the car purring like a kitten. And so Cleet, Nick, and, and Mallory run out there. They're going to go listen to that engine purr. And they're going to go for a ride. Alex, you know, is still frustrated, still can't get his starter motor to work. So he tells Skippy, let's go take a look at my mom's. It's already put together. I'll just take it apart. I'll see what she did. I'll put hers back together. I'll come in and do mine. And Skippy says, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good idea. But, of course, Alex, you know, wins. And they go in there. They take it apart. Next thing you know, the thing's in, like, 200 pieces on the kitchen <laughs> counter there. And they're just staring at it. And Alex goes, I don't know what I'm doing here. I really messed this up. Skippy said, yeah, you got to tell your mom so that way she can get it fixed up before class tomorrow. And Alex says, well, I can't tell her. I'm just going to put it back together the best I can. And Skippy goes, but you're going to let her fail. And Alex said, yeah, but, you know, it's it's a dog-eat-dog world kind of thing. Right. So he uh, just kind of shoves it back together and, you know, we move into the middle of the night and Elise of course has to go check the fridge make sure the light still works and <laughs> another trip she, to the fridge in the middle of the night for milk she said yeah how much milk do you drink at two three o'clock in the morning I don't know that's not if I'm wake up in the middle of the night thirsty I want a glass of water I'm yeah. not going for milk right no although I think milk was probably more popular in the 80s than it is now I think so it must have been because they sure go drink it a lot in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, milk and orange juice. Well, I mean, milk they literally juice. were keeping both of those industries afloat. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Keaton's alone. <laughs> yeah. So as she's walking to the kitchen, she looks over. She sees that Alex's project is not together. And so she starts to walk by, but then she stops herself. She turns around. She goes and puts it together for him. So the next morning, they go to class. Alex is like, no, you probably don't want to hook it up. And... Teacher hooks it up and it works like a champ. So Elise takes him over to the side and said, you know, I walked by. I saw that you needed help. She's like, man, I really wish you would ask me for help. I'd you know, be more than glad to help you. And Alex, uh, you know, kind of sheepish. And so then the teacher goes, hey, Elise, you know, let's put yours on there. And Alex is like, well, maybe we shouldn't do that, you know. <laughs> let's just go with mine and call that a day. And Elise is like, well, no, you know, it's fine. And teacher hooks it up and they find out it's going to blow up. And so hit the deck and so alex and elise go down and the thing like does like a spark and a poof of smoke and, yeah but you know nobody died in in the aftermath of that explosion <laughs> it wasn't that bad no it wasn't too bad at all so they find out that alex had messed with her project and she was really upset with him because he messed with her project and didn't tell her meanwhile back at home the girls are watching Steven because apparently when he's sick, he just won't acknowledge the fact that he's sick. And so he continues to try to do everything except just rest and relax a little bit and try to get better. So Jennifer comes down. Mallory says, hey, you're not, you shouldn't be down here. You should be watching Dad. And she's like, yeah, but he makes me feel bad. So I just came down here to 
you know, do something. And sure enough, Stevens, you know, he's got his robe on, but he's got clothes on underneath. And so when <laughs> nobody's looking, he's going to sneak out the door. He puts his purple beanie on and then he walks and Elise comes in the back door. He turns around real fast and Jennifer comes in from that door that goes the, through the, the pantry. mystery pantry door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like going to slink away out the other door into the living room and Mallory walks in that door. <laughs> So he gets in trouble. He kind of slinks his way back off to bed. That's the end of Steven for the episode. Elise tells the girls that she needs to talk to Alex. And so the girls, you know, trudge out. And then she and Alex kind of have a heart to heart. Talk about being, you know, humble and how you really need to ask for help if you don't know. And we're all in the same family. We're all pulling for each other. You know, they have a, a moment where Alex tells her, you know, she said, how come it took you so long to get home? And he goes, oh, well, the car broke down, so can you get your tools and go fix it? And she goes, yeah. So she reaches over and grabs her toolbox and freeze frame. And that's it. That's the episode. Sha-la-la-la. Alex actually had to admit that a woman could do something that he couldn't do. <laughs> it was not easy for him. It was very, no. very... And then, and then when he does say, like... Uh, she's like, just it's, it's more than that. And he goes, well, okay, I, I admit it. You know, a woman can do whatever a man can do. And she's like, it's not even about that. And he's like, you mean I said that for nothing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was definitely upset by that whole thing. Which I thought he had already learned this lesson by this time with Ellen, you know. But apparently he has to continually relearn it. Well, he's a slow learner when it comes to some of that kind of stuff. That's right. That in auto mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Emotions, feelings, mechanical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he showed up to class, though, and he's got his briefcase, and he's got the Wall Street Journal and a couple <laughs> right. other things, and the teacher's like, oh, man, I'm glad you brought that stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. going to come in real handy today. <laughs> Sam. Sam was the teacher. Yes. Sam. Oh. Yeah. Well, I feel like we should get right into the guest stars here so that we can see if you were correct. Okay. I, I know I got it wrong because it's always, you know, the opposite person from what I think. Sha-la-la-la! Well, we did have two guest stars that were credited on this episode. The first one is Sam, the teacher. And uh, he is played by Robert Costanzo. And you are correct. He has been on the show before. Um, in fact, this is his third appearance out of five. Okay. And his first appearance was in the Help Wanted one when he came and uh, applied for the job to watch the kids. Yes. Or the baby. And Gina Davis got it. That's right. So we've already had him on that one. And then we actually just had him like three episodes ago in right. uh, Nothing But a Man when he was a waiter. Oh, okay. Over at the restaurant. That's right. Okay. So we've had I him. To say, like Guido's, right? Or the, the pizza or Italian place or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he was, he was a waiter. We talked about him because it was very, very recently, just a few episodes ago. Yeah. Which I can't remember which one now. And then uh, he does come up again one more time in 1986 and then again in 87, always as a different character. So we won't wow. see Sam, the auto shop teacher, again. <laughs> yes. Well, that's too bad. But, oh, good. I got it right this time. That's You nice. did it. You did it. I know. Yay. There's a couple of guys that kind of have a similar vibe that are easy to mix up there, but. That's who he is. He did it. Nice. So we won't go through all of his filmography since we've done that before a couple of times. But we did have another guest star, which was Cleet. 
Nick's friend, played by Anthony Tyler Quinn. Oh, okay. He is an actor who has had uh, 57 acting credits. He's still currently acting. Been in a bunch of stuff, did a lot of TV shows. He seems to have gotten quite a few recurring roles, but he's also done one-off appearances on, like, NCIS and The Mentalist, The Ghost Whisperer, Diagnosis Murder, that kind of stuff. He had recurring roles on Days of Our Lives, Melrose Place, a couple of others. He also... And this is a show that I'm not super familiar with, so I don't know exactly his role, but he was in 51 episodes of Boy Meets World as Jonathan Turner. I don't know, like, how oh. how much of a main character that is, because I never really watched the show. All right. But then, when they did Girl Meets World more recently as Jonathan Turner for a few episodes. No, it looks like he would have been too old for to be one of the kids, obviously, because he was... Cleat in 1986, and Boy Meets World is a 1990 show, so 94 to 97. Did you watch that show at all? I did, but I didn't watch it a lot or regularly. You know, uh, who would know would be John Frisch. That's right. I know that's like his favorite show. It is, and you know, I think he's seen every episode multiple times. He's seen Girl Meets World. We went to a taping of Girl Meets World. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was super fun. So wait, so you went to a taping... And you could have possibly seen an actor who was in Family Ties at that taping. Uh, I could have, but I don't remember him being in it. All right, well, this will be a good test. John Frisch, if you're out there and you're listening, who is Jonathan Turner on Boy Meets World? He was in 51 episodes plus three episodes of Girl Meets World. Write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and fill us in. Phew. All right. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Definitely ha- inquiring minds want to know. I do. I want to know. <laughs> I do too, because I'm looking it up and I still can't figure out who he was on the show. I don't know. I looked and I don't know the characters well enough to know. Other than he was yeah. obviously not a student. No, definitely not a student. So we figured that much <laughs> out. Interesting. Well, what about Cleet? Tell me he comes back. You know, Nick's friend. Before we get to Cleet, he also did three episodes, had a small recurring role on Airwolf. And I always have to give a shout-out to our friends Champ and Klein, who do the Airwolf years. They just wrapped up their season, and they're taking a summer hiatus as well. But um, we got to talk to Dave Champa, along with his wife, on our 200th episode of uh, the Mandarin Orange Show. So if you want to see a little peek at who we were talking about when I give them a shout-out, you should check out our 200th episode of the Mandarin Orange Show, which, by the time this is going out, will have already been out there. So check it out. But I'm sure it'll be on YouTube and then Facebook still, right? Yeah, you can watch the videos there, and then the episode as an audio podcast will be out by this point as well. Oh, nice. Well, I definitely want to check it out, because I want to see what they look like. Also, you're on it, so if you want to see Keith, <gasps> what? don't forget, watch that episode, or listen to it, and you can hear him. <laughs> right? <laughs> because my voice, you don't get enough of it as if it is. If you don't want to know what we look like, don't watch the video, because you would find out if you watch the video. Yes, I do not have a face for uh, <laughs> for TV. Podcast faces, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I have bad news for you. Oh, This is Cleet's what? only appearance. We don't have Cleet anymore. Elise fixed his car, and then he just She's, drove off into the sunset. That's right. Well, she rebuffed him when he said, are you going with anyone? (laughs) And Steven's like, over here. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. That was great. He just couldn't, like, resist a woman who could fix his car better than he could. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> Although she looks really young in the show, too, though. So Yeah, it's true. But maybe that's just because my age, and so everybody seems a little bit uh, younger now, you know, now that I'm my age. Well, I think that compared with some of the people they try to, like, pull off as, like, a high schooler or a college student, you know, there's probably yep. a shorter gap there in their ages, so that doesn't help any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it that's for guest stars on this episode. Just a couple. All the other classmates didn't get a credit, so... Oh, too bad for that's them. Too bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like how there was a group of men, and so the teacher's like, "Hey, what? What's this part?" And you ask Alex, and then he goes, "All right, anybody else?" And they all just kind of stand there. Yep. They all just, oh, you know, never seen a car before. <laughs> they just kind of nod their heads. And there was another lady in the class, but she had her back to the camera the whole time. Yeah, I don't know who that was. I guess all the whole world just revolves around the Keatons, so we don't need to know. <laughs> Always. <laughs> well, Alex gets so lippy in that uh, class too. I mean, like he was telling the teacher what's up and telling them what to do, yeah. and grading and everything else. I'm like, well, of course you're gonna make it to where the teacher doesn't want anything to do with you. Well, he probably feels like he's too good for a community college class. Except, is he still going to college? Because they sure don't have him ever be in class anywhere. <laughs> no. No, he only goes when it's convenient to mess with Ellen and invite her dad to things. That's right. <laughs> and even that wasn't actually going to class. That was just, like, extracurriculars. Well, apparently he goes there uh, enough that they'll put his name in the hat to pull him out. That's to true. Be the coordinator for the event. <laughs> oh, Alex. Sha-la-la-la! Well, any, uh, any good jokes? Anything that we should go over in this episode? So many good jokes. So many jokes. The jet stream was probably one of my favorites. The, oh, when uh, Stephen, Elise, and Alex are all talking about the car being broke down, and Stephen says, well, what kind of noise did it make? And so, <laughs> you know, Elise makes a noise, Alex jumps in and makes a noise, then Stephen makes another noise back, and Jen just <laughs> kind of stares at him. I think she stood there for, what, 20, 30 seconds at least? And then she goes, yeah, oh, I think, I guess this is a private conversation. I'll come back later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh-huh. Alex called uh, Elise Mrs. Goodwrench. <laughs> He's like, well, of course, you know, you're the teacher's pet, Mrs. Goodwrench. Do people know what Mr. Goodwrench is? That's like, is that still around? I don't know. I don't think it is, to be honest. I can't think of the last time I heard about him, Mr. Goodwrench. That's like an auto like repair place, right? Was it, or was it like a service? I mean, I know I recognize Mr. Goodwrench, but I don't really know what it was. I didn't think about that. Oh, Goodwrench is a GM service thing i know i really brought that one to life gm service Uh, in february 2011 general motors phased out the good wrench brand in the united states because it was focusing its effort on its four brands the good wrench name was still used for service in canada until 2014 and then it was rebranded as gm certified service because they don't use general motors as good wrench huh okay yeah it's because they had to switch to computers because the wrenches don't work on any of the new cars, like we said. Pretty much. You just hook in a thing and then you start typing away. <laughs> I'll be able to fix cars soon. <laughs> now, there was a uh, lot of car talk in this one, and I'm pretty sure our listeners know because I think I've talked about this before, but I don't know anything about cars. I'm definitely the Alex in this scenario as far as car knowledge goes. When they were talking about like the carburetor, and, you know, Steven's like, oh, you just got to stick a screwdriver in the top to get it started again. Is that real? Like, do you have any idea? I think it used to be, but I don't think you could do that now. Okay. Cars still have carburetors? Yes. 
Okay. It's like the air intake. So the engine, you know, brings air through it. Right. And then uh, the carburetor is what filters it to make sure you don't get, you know, junk inside the engine. Okay. That's my, that's me guessing. That's I'm probably sure, right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced. Okay. But here's the other big thing in this one. And I, again, I, I think we talked about this on the show, but I'm just going to like do a quick recap of something that happened to me in real life recently. I, I have a 1986 Toyota pickup truck, which is the year what? that this episode came out. And that's the car that I still drive around. I take the kids to school. And, uh, you know, other little errands and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's kind of old, so it doesn't do so well up steep hills and stuff. So it's it's more of an around town truck at this point. But fairly recently, I had some trouble with it. It was overheating really badly. And no matter how much water I put in the radiator, it still kept overheating. So I brought it into our local mechanic who told me that, it was like completely rusted through and there was like so much rust in the system because like someone had just been pouring water down into the radiator instead of radiator fluid. I'm like, wait, man, that's crazy. You know, I don't know who would have done that. Well, yeah, I got to look. I'm going to look into this and figure this out. Well, I better talk to my brother. And what I said was at the time, and I said this at least on Mandarin Orange Show, and I think maybe we talked about it in here. That I learned from watching television and movies throughout the years that when a car gets overheated, you put water in the radiator. So that's what I assumed you did. And I've been putting water in the radiator for years. <laughs> and this episode is proof that I wasn't just making that up. Because in this episode, they talk about when he's pointing around the different parts in the car and Elise identifies the radiator. She's like, that's where you pour the water in. So that's the radiator. And he says, that's correct. So either they're yeah. wrong or... I, I mean, if they're wrong, then I learned it incorrectly from them, or maybe things changed since then. I don't know. So I think it's a combination, because I think they used to do, like, mostly water, and I think it's changed now to where they use radiator fluid because it doesn't rust. But then I think, I mean, it'll still run on water, obviously, because you did it for, for a long time, long. right? It yeah. just rusts out so, really bad. I mean, yeah, it just rusted out, but, I mean, it kept the car, you know, cool. Yeah, for the most part, until, until the holes it was having problems, it. Yeah. additional problems. Yeah. yeah, so, but I think in the old days, like they didn't have radiator fluid when you know Ford made the Model A. So right at some point, yeah. Well, I just had to say that I was right when I have made the excuse that the reason I did that is because I learned it on television. Here's an exact example of a show I have watched before where they said that's where you put the water, and that's what I learned. No, you were right. Well, I hope you feel good about that. I do. Right, sir. I feel good about it now. (laughs) It was a very, it was like a very vindicating moment when I realized like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is what TV taught me. (laughs) Yeah. I learned from TV. (laughs) TV was wrong. (laughs) Right. TV burned me. (laughs) Well, your knowledge, uh, they don't talk. You need to watch new shows that talk about newer model uh, cars. I guess so. I guess I got to update yeah. my TV viewing habits if I want to use them to learn <laughs> about how to maintain my vehicle. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, there was one more line that really made me laugh hard, and it was when Elise was going to go work on Cleet's car, and Alex, kind of under his breath, just talking to Skippy, said, "You know, my mother is the underworld's mechanic of choice." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that was so funny to me. <laughs> When they both came in, too, and they were like, hey, hey, 
what did Alex say? It's something like, oh, it's a caveman convention or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Welcome to the cave club or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I, uh. Nick, Nick and his friends. I do wish we saw more Cleet because uh. they're, they're a funny pair, but I love Nick. Unfortunately not. You just ruined all of our hopes and dreams on Cleet. And we had an episode yet again with both Nick and Skippy, although they didn't really interact together, but still. Nope. It's always a good episode when you have both of them. So good. Speaking of Skippy, he also has the about the same car knowledge as I do. When Alex is talking about the <laughs> starter engine, he's like, this is the thing that starts the car. And Skippy's like, I thought the key starts the car. And Alex is like, <laughs> yeah, but like, didn't you think the key was connected to something? Like there's something under the hood that's like running the car? Did you think it was just empty under there? And he's like, yeah, I did. And I totally <laughs> relate to that. But you knew that there was stuff under the hood. I know there's something under there. I just didn't know what the things were. I bet if you... Maybe we should do this one time. I'll ask you some different things and you can identify. I bet you know more than you think. I probably like that part where he was having Elise identify stuff. I could probably logic my way through a few of them. If you pointed to a fan belt like he did for Alex, I could have said fan belt, you know. I mean, that was yeah. when And Alex says the name of it is derived from the Latin car particus. <laughs> Particus, particus. Right. Yeah. Like coffee machinicus. Coffee machinicus. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could have done better than Alex, but I'm definitely no Elise when it comes to car knowledge. No, I'm not either, so <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be putting the starter motor together. No, 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 no. Although, I'm not sure why you would take one apart in the first place. Well, just so you know how it works, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. Apparently, in 1986, it was a bigger deal, so <laughs> nobody was letting me at 11 take those things apart than those, so. I'm not saying I couldn't learn it, but since it's not the thing that I've decided to do with my life, and I know there's other people that I can trust to do it for me, I don't mind just letting mm-hmm. them have that knowledge. Like, I'm totally okay with that. Definitely. I don't need to know. You don't need to know. <laughs> It's nice to know a little bit of everything, you know, yeah. a little bit of something on a lot of different things. You don't have to know everything about everything. I can put oil in. I can change the tire. I can put yep. radiator fluid in now as opposed to just water. <laughs> oh, I can put, yeah. I can put gas in. I can refill the windshield wiper <laughs> fluid. I mean, what? man, I've even put radiator. I mean, no. What's it called? Transmission fluid in before whoa in the what truck. about blinker fluid have you done that one? Oh, I, I, no i haven't learned that one you have to come teach me oh <laughs> uh, uh, well, <laughs> i like when alex was mad and he's like don't come to me when you need your carburetor charged <laughs> <laughs> oh poor alex, alex. <laughs> you're not gonna charge your carburetor no okay oh, my other favorite funny. line that cleat said um, was he's like, Nick said you're a real grease monkey to Elise. And Elise is like, oh, Nick, you always know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Cleat. She's like twirling her hair, playing with her earring and stuff. It's like, oh, my gosh. And then after, She's Steven's so like, I'm sorry, did I ruin a nice evening for you? <laughs> 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 he's, he's all over there talking like Lauren Bacall. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you look like Lauren Bacall. <laughs> Did you also notice that Alex was doing his 
whole taking the engine apart on the coffee table and slamming those parts down on there time and time again. That poor coffee yes. table is going to be... Why do they even have coasters sitting over there if he's just going to bang an engine on the coffee right? table? No, it's that... <laughs> he put newspaper down. Yeah. He was even on the couch at one point because he sat down and he sat on some yeah. parts. Yeah, uh, on a so greasy like, oh, car yeah. engine thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Good job, Oh, Alex. man. Steven and Elise are a little bit too lax on that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, Elise did it on the kitchen counter, too. I guess they don't have a garage that they can film. They so. don't have a garage set, yeah, so they had to do it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should have used that uh, table that Gina Davis cut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's a little more sturdy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only a foot and a half off the ground. I also liked when uh, Elise is going down and he, she fixes Alex's engine. And she said, what's the mother for if not to rewire her son's starter engine? <laughs> right? Not love. Yeah. Not, you know, <laughs> fixing your boo-boos. <laughs> you got to fix your starter motors. Sha-la-la-la. This was a good one. I liked it a lot. It yeah. was good, just like a good breezy one. Lots of fun. Nothing too heavy. There's nothing too heavy, but was there a moral to the episode? Well, it wouldn't be family ties if there wasn't. That's right. I put that you need to be humble and don't let pride hold you back from asking for help, especially from your family. That's good. Wow, that's really good. Alex learned a lesson in pride and what it got him. Yes, yes, he did. He almost got blown up. (laughs) (laughs) And he almost blew up his mom. Right? Well, at least he he got her down first. He I did. think he tried to shield her with his body. Yes. At least he thought of her <laughs> when the when push came to shove. Exactly. Well, that is probably the intended <laughs> moral of the story. However, I took away a different moral Ooh, for me personally, which is don't believe everything you see on TV. Because sometimes <laughs> they don't know how cars work or their advice might be outdated if you're watching a, you know, 30, 40-year-old TV show. Aw, you got your feelings hurt because uh, the advice was no good. I know. It's like, I I thought I was doing great. Elise Keaton told me this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then the car, the mechanic guy is laughing behind my back because I rusted the car (laughs) out so bad. And he knows very well I'm the one that did it. But he didn't make me admit it to his face, so I appreciate that. Well, that's how he gets your business. That's right. He knows. And the other guys might have, but he knows that I may not know very much about cars. But I'm, you know, a loyal customer anyway. Right. Well, I want to go out on a limb and just kind of put this in your head because I don't want you on vacation to make a bad decision. I know you've probably watched the show Gilligan's Island quite a few times. <laughs> and I just want to say... Don't hit somebody in the head with a coconut to make them remember or to forget something. No, so that doesn't it work. It doesn't really work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. Well, what about my uh, coconut radio I built for our trip? Is that going to be uh, playing tunes for me like I'm hoping? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need a power source when you have a coconut. That's what I figured. It just runs off the yeah. coconut milk, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Perfect. It, and the, the cooler the coconut milk is, the better it works. Okay, that's good. We'll just put it in an ice Because on a tropical desert island, you know, but uh, keeping things cool works perfectly. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Man, Gilligan's Island, that's a classic, too. It is. And how many hundreds of people went to that island and then left the all of the <laughs> left successfully, still yep. Including the entire Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> right. Oh. Hey, what do you think the chances are that Lauren Bacall was on the island? 
I mean, pretty good, I think. You know, everyone else came there. So, she was an actress, obviously. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. I've heard the name. I didn't realize she was the one who was married to uh, Humphrey Bogart. Oh, I didn't know if she was married to him. Yeah. And then after he died, she started dating uh, Frank Sinatra. Wow. Yeah. They never got married, though. Okay. Well, that's only according to Wikipedia. So, if it's wrong, then it's Wikipedia's fault. Well, Wikipedia seems to be pretty reliable, I'd say. Yeah. In fact, I go to Wikipedia for all my initial information gathering needs. Wikipedia, please come and sponsor us. <laughs> this has been brought to you by your friends at alexpkeatonismyfriend.com. And Wikipedia. <laughs> right. So with that being said, Keith, thank you so much for recording with me. Well, Phil, it's been an enjoyable season, and I'm very thankful that uh, you continue to have me on the show, and I love being a part of it, and I love interacting with our listeners, and I love watching Family Ties. Yeah. Oh, and I have have good news, uh, Keith. I I almost forgot to tell you this. Since this is the end of our season, although we're not through the Family Ties season, obviously, but our our season is ending now. Um, Mm -hmm. I just got word from the producers, and you have been picked up for the next season as co-hosts. Yes. So you're you're still oh, on the show. The it's news. good. I know. Well, I'll see you in August then. All right. Rested and ready. That sounds great. So we'll see you guys <laughs> next season on some more very special episodes of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us?